Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. We have a cool guest sitting on our couch. Ca- sitting on our couch. It's so nice <laughs> sitting in our couch. Yeah, these days, in-person interviews don't happen very often, understandably. Kind of into this couch. It's yeah. really comfortable here. Like, honestly. I think it's because just so many people have been on that. <laughs> That's true. That is very true. <laughs> Well, hey, everyone, it's Amanda. And yeah, we're in the office this afternoon um, after a tedious day of virtual school. And we have Sandy on the couch. Fuck. I'm going to tell you how tedious this was. (laughs) I have to. I have to. I have to. Because it bothers me. And I'll tell you what bothers me about it. Because I teach stuff, right? right? right, right. And I take pride in my teaching. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, I I evaluate what happens in this classroom Mm -hmm. that I'm teaching. And I try to always deliver and when I don't deliver to the ability that I think I can, I get down on myself and I'm like, okay, well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm evaluating what's my performance. And I'm sitting in my, my daughter, she's only six and it's a grade one class or whatever the case is. But nonetheless, <laughs> I'm looking at this teacher and I'm thinking to myself, you have no fucking clue what you're doing on this, this, this online platform. And I can ever bet when you're finished your fucking day at 3.30 with these kids, you're going to just go about your life and just like, okay, well, I'm done work for today and I'm just going to do this fucking shit show tomorrow. And I'm thinking to myself, if this was me, I would sit there at 3.30 when I'm done with all the kids evaluate say this was a really shitty day that i just had i couldn't figure out how to do shit i don't know how to use the platform and i would spend a good hour or however long it's gonna fucking take for me to learn how to use this platform you're self-employed and i bet she's with the union (laughs) she has her own kids at home to deal with some pride in your fucking work come on come on that that's up to about 1990 after that, people just stop. Unbelievable. No, everywhere you go, you get the same stuff. It, it, it's it, robots it, being doing what they it, do. It blows my fucking mind. And we were thinking about this the other day, too. You know, let's do the introduction properly. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> because he could go on a rant forever. Well, as That's I was saying, okay. we have Sandy on the couch, who's RMT. He's been practicing for 25 years. So we've got some experience in the room. And he originally reached out to Mark because he has a unique and different way of practicing. I guess that was very redundant of me to say it like that. But um, I was trying to Uh, I I sort of walked into the conversation of Sandy explaining to Mark that he's never met another therapist who practices the way he does. So I don't even actually know what he's talking about. I'm going to learn this along with all of you guys on the recording because I have no idea what he does that's so different. But I'm always interested when a therapist tells me I have a different perspective. I have a different take on things. I do things differently than everybody else. So we're going to hear from Sandy today about why he's so different in the way that he practices as a registered massage therapist. Before we do that, though, can you properly introduce yourself? So let everyone know um, a little about you. I already said how long you've been practicing, but sort of what kind of practice you have and how it has evolved over the past 25 years. Sure. My name is Sandy Levy, registered massage therapist. Um, as you, as you said, I've been practicing 25 years. Um, I guess over time it's just, I, I wanted, you know, when you all graduate first sort of five years out, it was kind of, this is what we do. And then it was got stuck over and over and again on, on trying to help people and had to call constantly refer them back to physios, chiros, it it just got to be enough. So I've just taken a, a ton of courses, um, over my 25 years and, kind of turned a different perspective look at it since COVID. So I treat a little differently. It's it's more over the it's over the close. I don't I don't use lotions, potions, creams, oils, soft music. I play with rock and roll. I hope nobody's <laughs> using potions. <laughs> Someone, someone's using potions. Someone's using potions somewhere. But you know, yeah. it's 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 the lingo, right? So it's it's that's how I kind of explain it's it's more of a uh, uh, a medical evidence based style over the close treatment that uh, um, gets you moving and functional. That's why I call it functional massage therapy is because it's based in in the concept of massage therapy, but you don't need to take off your clothes to get better. So I know a lot of therapists are moving in this direction of not using the lotions and potions mm-hmm. and doing more movement. Uh, movement's really huge right now. And I think mm-hmm. it's because a lot of us are realizing, why am I constantly referring to the physios and the kins and whatever? I, I want to do more. So that part um, I understand. But before we get into how you are different than different than the rest of us. Um, what even got you into massage therapy? I am always super interested when I meet male therapists specifically, because especially 25 years ago, I know it wasn't easy no. for you guys. I mean, no. not that it's 
at, it's it's better now. Yeah, yeah. But 25 years ago, I assume you as a young man saying, I'm going to be a massage therapist. You probably had some friends and family saying, why? So <laughs> Masseuse what? Right? So and what Seinfeld was out this? there. And the whole joke was forced <laughs> massage. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was livable. But you know what it was? I, w- I was going into um, uh, social work um, and, and I got accepted to York. Um, I have special needs. I, I got learning disability, stuff like that. Um and it was it was recognized, but never really done anything about because you kind of didn't you mm-hmm. know, recognize grade three and like grade ten. They're like, oh, we have special programs now. Oh, thanks, <laughs> <laughs> right? So you, you do what you can, you try what you can, and um, from there it's just I, I got into social work at York, and uh, a friend of mine's mother was a physiotherapist, and uh, she did a lot of manual therapy. She came from Britain, so she was a manual therapist, mm-hmm. physio but manual therapist, right? And um, she uh, she introduced it to him and said, there's a school here because he didn't, um, you know, he was already past graduation, already moved on. So he went in as a mature student, called me up and said, hey, this is great. You got to come out, small country, Sutton, you know, live in mm. Jackson's Point, you know, come on out. Let's let's go to school together. I'm like, okay, well, what do I need? He said, nothing. 20, uh, 12, five. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and I said, no, no science background. He said, 125 125 12.5. 12.5. Now you need 25.5. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And 12.5 carried you for the two years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, so it was like, okay. So I went up, I had a tour, had my first massage ever up there by, uh, um, I think it was by Lee Kaplan. Ooh. Stop. She happened to be in the clinic at the time. And I think all the therapists were busy and I was coming in as an intro. And I think she gave, yeah, I think it was her. Because I was completely right afterwards. I was like, I'm in, I'm done. Like, it was fantastic. And she happened to be one of my teachers as well. So, you know, um, that was it. I was sold. Um, said no to the university and went up to college. And that hmm. was it. Interesting. So, you it's know. It's so fun how, like, your life could be so, de- like, one small decision. You were on your way to do social work. Somebody was like, hey, come do this with me. And you're like, yeah, okay. I don't think I can <laughs> I, I make got 12 grand. All right. like that. So like I make decisions you, like that You now. literally make decisions no, like, like that every day. Now, <laughs> now I do. I don't think I would have been able to do that before. Before yeah. I was such a fucking planner that it would be like, yeah. I, I wouldn't be able to do that. No I was, I was. You see, were a planner? See, see, yeah. But, but when I... I did the six and a half, almost seven year high school program. You're you're the Van Wilder of your high school. Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> yes and no, right? Yeah, kinda, you know, hopefully no one kinda remembers. But yeah, it was it was it was interesting. I uh, had a lot of fun, but you know, it was just like, okay, let's move forward in career. There's nothing else going on. Right. OSAP was available and Away went. Yeah, that was it. I don't know how people do it. Like we we did a recording last night with uh with this other therapist, Renee Marie. She's from originally Vancouver, but then she fucking lived all over the place. She's like, I'm just yeah. gonna go on vacation here for a month and here for a month, and I'm just gonna go to Australia and take nursing out of yeah. nowhere, and then I'm gonna go to Toronto and do massage. I'm like, I'm like, how do you fucking just make these decisions just on a whim like this? I, I would think. Never. See, I do that I now. Well. I still now do. I, do I still it. do it. I still I couldn't do, it. do like, that. I got a new really. location. I'm like. I like it done. Yeah, that's how I am now. But that's before, how you are now. No right? way. But I think your upbringing matters a lot. Like I grew up in a household with parents who basically had my life decided, like not a down to what I was going to do, right. but it was like, okay, when you finish high school, you're going to go to university. And I'm like, well, what if I want to take, no, what if I want to get, no, you're going to go to university. I'm like, but maybe I, no, like there was no other See, option. I, I, you're going to go was, to university. I was blessed with, with, my mother is, is a very special woman. Like, even talking about her, she's alive. She's at home. She's in fucking COVID. <laughs> I still tear every time I mention her name. It's just she. She's a very special, you know, stable. You know, we come from we come from good survival. Mm-hmm. You know, from Holocaust and et cetera, et cetera. Right. So, um, she came over on the boat with her parents, and there's a whole you know story that goes along with it. Another day and a bigger bottle. Mm. Um, <laughs> but it, you know, you come from a long list of survivals of of persecution whatever it happened to be um you just go you you have no choice it just yeah, is what it yeah. is yeah right oh. well know, that's so. that's similar not similar in any way in the story but i mean marie that we were just talking about yeah 
she was forced at a very young age to sort of grow up. You know, mm-hmm. her parents yeah, separated. Yeah. Her mother had to work all the time. So mm-hmm. she was the caregiver for siblings. So it was like, you know, she just had to move forward and get going with life and do things. So you your upbringing, having somebody that was like this rock of the family and a yeah. survivor. And I assume then, based on that, that she just wanted her son to just do what makes you well, happy. I like, got just two, I got two do older brothers. Want. It was just, it was never you have to, have to. Yeah. It's just, do you want to? Yeah. Okay, go. Do. Yeah. But give it 100% every time you go. See, we both had the, yeah. you're going to university yeah. upbringing. Yeah. I like your parents choice. were not giving you a choice. My parents were not giving but me I a choice. But I didn't even, I didn't, I was happy with that choice, right? Or they made you think. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> The brainwash. Right? No, no, they're not. They're they're not bright enough to do the brainwash. <laughs> no offense, they're not. They're not. They don't think that. They're no, not, they don't they're think not, that way. They, they don't think yeah, that yeah. way. I shouldn't have said it like not bright enough. But they're <laughs> well, both. To be honest with you, but I didn't have a problem with my choices. I just, I just yeah. I th- maybe that's why because I was just very happy with what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. That other ideas never even slipped in, other than stupid ones like oh, let's, yeah, let's form I, a rock band and yeah, tour. Go, I got my license, and then I still got to live at home while building learning understanding because at that time there was no business the the, the courses were it was your 2000 hour or like yeah, yeah, 2500 yeah. hour whatever it was at the time and done and that's yeah. it like there wasn't any business aspect it was it was like three weeks of business but that's our whole yeah you know it, it's well, we don't understand business you're interested so you have to learn on your feet when you're out there you make mistakes you try and do your best yeah and you learn, right? Now there's a lot more out there for for a therapist. When you came out of school, did you practice a lot? When I say practice a lot, I mean practice. We had a we had a conversation about oh, this yeah. the other day. While I was doing dishes because our dishwasher's broken, <laughs> I just had to throw that in there because I'm just bitter. It's okay. It's okay. First world problem. I remember when it happened. It's I got delivered. It. It's 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 coming. It's coming. It's coming. coming. He, you know what? He Everyone was very good. Down, he, he ordered it within <laughs> within 24 hours of it breaking. Anyway, yes. There you go. Do you practice? It. Was your question? You're sitting in a room with a bunch of musician pictures, a couple guitars yeah, yeah. and stuff. I used to play and I practiced. I know how to play instruments. I know how to play our songs. I performed them a billion right. times, right. but we practiced. Dancers practice. I gave Do- away. I gave it away, man, so I could learn. Yeah. It didn't matter. Every clinic I went to, yeah, I gave it away to get people in to learn so I could learn on people, so I could practice. I traded out with other therapists. I did whatever. I had to do, I worked on the chiros I worked for, I worked on the physios, I, I didn't care, man. Yeah. I didn't care. It, you have to put in the hours if you, just like any athlete, look, athletes put in on an average. That's perfect. Minimum, yes, yes. minimum before they get looked at by anybody, 20, 30,000 hours and it becomes memory in their body. Yep. If you don't do that now, if you don't do that as a, a doctor, a chiro, a physio, an accountant, it, it, it it's not the same I your, don't, your work isn't the same i don't see many of us when i say us therapists manual therapists practicing like we go to work we do our job we see we see patients and clients but i don't, I don't, I don't know about I don't, that I, I okay think my a, circle i don't know many therapists that are like hey, let's get together i just mean let's the learn fact some stuff off i got, each other. I got friends rmt friends but they're far away like I yeah, had a great we, friend I used to practice with, but she's in London. I, yeah. I can't, it's hard to, you know? But I mean, even with what we do with our continuing education company, we have so many repeat students and repeat like one-on-one coaching clients. These people are coming here to practice. They're paying us to teach them stuff and they actually take the time and practice. So I feel See, like there's, I feel cool. like we do. Mm, that's cool. I like there's that. There's so many people that I've seen in three, four, five different courses. These are obviously therapists that care enough to get better and practice and practice. And it, like I said, the ones who book the one-on-one coaching, they'll be here for six hours just practicing. So they want to get better. There are yeah. there are some, but yeah, they want to make that difference in the world. Exactly in, in, in their community. That's yeah. the difference, right? They, well, Mark they got really enough. pissed the other day. That's when we were having the conversation. Really not pissed, but he was he was annoyed by <laughs> the online conversations <laughs> that sometimes that. happen. Like, yeah. and that's why he he said to me, like, why don't therapists practice more? Because he was just seeing some stuff online of therapists talking about. Like trying to teach each other just basic things. There's no, there's no real. I mean, there is a lot of advancement out there, but a lot of therapists out there, just due to pricing, are are unwilling to or unable to take the risk to take other courses to mm. to build that beyond them. Whereas there's there's almost, I almost I almost think there should be some sort of mentorship program for graduates, like there is with physio. Physio has a mentorship. You can't get your physio license until you've signed off working with a physio Mm -hmm. in the real field. Doctors do it. Mm -hmm. Dentists do it. Chiros do it. 
We don't. Wouldn't it be great when people graduated if they had to spend a year with a therapist who's been out for 15 years or 10 years? But isn't that also somewhat what we're doing in the second year of massage college when you're doing student clinic and you have a clinic supervisor? Yeah, I guess it was different when I went compared to maybe now. Now could be a lot different. But when I went, it was it was it wasn't as much mentorship as I think we kind of should have. Maybe yeah, it is and now. I guess I'm it depends sure. on the supervisor too. When I was writing massage therapy curriculum for this one particular school, I tried so fucking hard. Let's write into this program a good solid three, four months of student clinic. At the tail end of the program, let's put this in. And this is like you come to work and you just you you hone your skill here in student clinic. There's no class, there's no nothing. It's like what chiropractic college does. It's the last year of chiropractic college is clinic. Yeah. And I tried to get that put into this this one program when we were redoing the program and it was a price thing. The the the, the dude that runs the school is like, this is gonna cost us way too much. This is not worth it for us to do. I'm like Oh, fuck. But it's an okay. investment in your people. And that's where that's where it comes to play, right? Yep. Like, And again, now we get into the point, okay, so, okay, Miss Sandy, if you're so smart, why don't you have courses? Well, again, now I'm charging people again. Yep. So where is that balance, right? To what you charge, to what you can teach, to what you want to show. If everybody starts treating better, and, and it's why I'm glad CMTO is kind of going evidence kind of based, but there should also be a separation. Like, Massage therapists should also just be allowed to go, I just want to be a spa therapist. And that's okay, too. That is absolutely well, that right. Is, that and is and that's cool. Doing. And I think that's great. And, and because there's nothing wrong with that at all. It, yeah. And there's a real decent technique to doing it properly. Absolutely. Right. And getting that person to that zone in that place. Mm-hmm. But then there should also be an understanding in public of difference between spa and medical because mm. we're still still to this day i get people you know i tell people i do massage oh uh, no thank you yeah. and then i go well you know now i'm also doing functional yoga oh really oh, okay <laughs> i can't touch you but i can help you I, I just you know and even though i tell them it's over the clothes it's it's still their mindset is well it's massage right i don't want a guy touching me doing this um mm. Rebranded manual therapy, manual therapy, manual therapy. I don't even yeah. call it massage anymore. I just call it manual therapy. Yeah, I, I well, soft tissue you, therapy. You barely do actual massage. massage You've got everybody yeah. on the giant See, mats I, out there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's all over and, the place. And, and that's why I do a little bit. What I, so people know it's still a hands-on basis. Right, 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 right. right. But it's all a lot of what I do. Still fascia work. It's all manual stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell tell us a little bit about the courses. So you you said you went on this massive, okay, massive so trek with the, massive with the education. Trek. Yeah. So massive trek was uh, Upledger Institute took myofascial release with Upledger cranial sacral therapy somato emotional release. Uh, ended up working with Anne Hartley. I don't even know if she's around anymore. Um, but Anne Hartley had an institute, so I did some fascial work with her, TMJ stuff with her, assessment and treatment. Um, and then my injury popped up to surface my brokenness. So I had to take some time off to injure to reheal myself. So again, surgery, like we discussed earlier, mm-hmm. didn't have, I didn't do it. So I just sort of treated myself to come back. Um, and then when I come back, uh, focused more on, on how I got myself back, which was a lot of, uh, fascial work, a lot of stretching, breathing. And that led me to the, uh, uh, postural restoration Institute in the U S I don't know if anybody's heard of that. Yeah, P- yeah. PRI. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable work. Mm. If you if you get the big picture of it, if you get too focused in the technicality, it, you can't see it. Um, but I did. I started with their flagship course, which was uh, postural respiration. So it's understanding the pathomechanics of thoracopelvic um, pathology. Right, 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 and the connection between the two and the breathing and and understanding, and then. From there, I also moved now into, uh, um, I did a 20-hour uh, yoga anatomy course and then a 200-hour uh, vinyasa uh, yoga course as well. Hmm. So, And then that sort of putting all that together, I'm now watching and learning and by, by actually studying my, the patients, themselves, like my clients themselves. Mm-hmm. I'm actually recognizing innate human dysfunctions that we have. And doesn't matter what injury you have, right. if you recognize the innate failure, you can treat the failure, put them back in neutral plane, and then treat the injury. So it's a complete different kind of outlook. Instead of just saying, oh, I got a torn rotator cuff, My, for me it was like, okay, which one? Right. Where? And then I put that into the philosophy that I have and go, well, here's why. And then I can show you how, why, and then treat it different, and then bring you back to go, how's your range and how's your strength now? Yeah. One session, they'll go, wow. 
And then you got to add, you know, you add, of course, the strengthening and stretching and, and as time goes, and then they get better. Right. Right. Posture shirts, things like that. Like there's a whole you smiling at? <laughs> Did my face go blank when he said innate, what did you say? Innate. Innate human failures. Human failures. I, I went blank for a second. I was like waiting for you to elaborate on that. <laughs> I'm like, okay, tell okay, me, so, explain so, to me. So, a lot of, so one thing I, I understood with uh, craniosacral therapy was the connection between pelvis, sacrum, um, fascia, uh, cranium, mm-hmm. uh, somatic system, so or autonomic nervous system. Um, the other thing I, I recognized from fascial myofascial release was the connection everywhere, right? Coming from pelvis, feet, mm-hmm. T-spine, all head, okay. And then from there, built-in jaw with, with where I've learned. But the respiration aspect, one of the teachers there sort of explained it that we as humans actually failed. We, we, we put ourselves in patterns from like junior school on, like grade one on. Right. And, and it's because of how almost how we're built. So um, we have a liver on one side. We don't have it on the other side. So because we have this heavy organ on one side, we tend to shift to the right a little more. Are we blaming God for this? No, 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 no. Aliens. <laughs> no, but that's a whole different topic and another, another bottle of something else. Yeah. <laughs> she knew what she was doing when she made us. Of course she did. Yeah. Of course she did. But there, there's Two also... Two smart men in this room. So, so, and then it's recognizing how the body tends to shift on in the world we live in now. So when we were Industrial Revolution, everybody was using multifunctional body parts. Mm. We were driving stick. Everybody had to use left, right, front multifunctional when you blew your back you blew your back because you were just too tight overloaded when you turned as like a farmer there wasn't a big need for a lot of therapy back because we were opening ourselves up and how we drove and how we functioned and what we did the moment we moved to stationary bodies sitting behind desks young man over there um and and moving Hell, uh, exercise became a huge thing for us because we weren't doing anything else. Thank you for calling me young, by the way. You're welcome. Anytime. <laughs> um, um, I'm, I'm, as my grandfather used to say, um, his was 25 years to death, but but mine's halfway to death. Mm. I'm, I'm at that stage now. <laughs> I'm up the hill going, oh, shit, that's going down? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so... By, by understanding these sort of things of what we do in the world we live in now, we, we put ourselves in patterns from, from grade one, from kindergarten on, of, of, of sitting in desks. Yeah, my six-year-old sat in front of a screen for six hours today. Tom Myers does a great talk on this. Right. Yeah. We were right-handed, yeah. and even left-handed people are forced to be in a right-handed world. Yeah. yeah. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. They're forced to drive with their right hand. They're forced yeah. to use their right leg. Right. And their brain says, no, I want my left. So they steer with their left. Mm. Right. But they still shift with the right because they have no choice. There's no left handed mouse, no left handed keyboard. They're forced to live in a right handed world. Right handed people are now enforced even more right handed. So slight shift, slight shift, slight shift, shifting over. Now let's go add exercises when we're tilted. Or let's go add bad patterns when we sit in a car because we all don't know how to sit properly on our sit bones. Cars aren't made necessarily for us to sit on our sit bones when we're sitting there. Very aware of my uh, <laughs> my sacrum right now. Right? I'm like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna right, sit right, properly. Right. So, <laughs> so even if you sit with cross legged like I do, I yeah. still ensure that I'm trying to sit on my sit bone. Yeah. So I have to shift to ensure that, but I know where I'm going. Yeah. Right. Um, we mouse mouse huge mouse is huge phones. Yes, we may do multi, but most of us do right. Yeah. Right, we scroll with our thumbs on the right. We overload right, and again, so the body likes to shift over to the right. The heart has even—it's not on the left side. The heart is midline to over to right. It's not on the left where we think it might be. Mm-hmm. So if if we if we understand that we do these things, it's easier to recognize these patterns if you can see them, right? And then there's specific muscles that I treat where ones I'll call stabilizers and ones I call sort of movers per se and and like lateral and medial stabilizers and stuff because these are the ones that are now being used overused and movers are being used as stabilizers and stabilizers are being used as movers and it's the body's getting mass confusion and then we sit in an electronic world and overstimulate chronically overstimulate the lights we use 
the traffic we sit in, our cars, our, our everything. We're chronically so our, our our sympathetic system stops at about 150, and our parasympathetic stops at about five, and goes, oh, I don't know how to level off. I can't. So what do we all? We're all ADHD. We're all we're all we're all going all over the place. Mm. We're medications, and, and I'm not saying that a lot of this stuff isn't necessary. Absolutely, it is. No, no, no. I get it, but. If you can take the system down, the sympathetic tone down, the sympathetic system down, by lev- giving them a bit of a level off by toning down the fascial system, putting them back into a neutral plane so left can be left and right can be right, the body comes out feeling a little different, a little less pressure. It feels calmer. It feels more in state of where it should be. So now whatever's injured can heal. All right. You can't heal if you're in sympathetic tone. Now I got it. Right? <laughs> now, now do you get it? Now right? I got it. So, so one thing that PRI ta- taught me was like, uh, what are they, sperm whales or beluga whales? They eat on the right. They can't eat on the left because their whole th- their throat shuts off. So they have to always eat on the right. Lemurs swing with the tail and the left hand will only eat with the right. It's patterns we have as, as beings. Mm-hmm. So let's recognize those patterns. So if people come in injured or dysfunctional for unknown reasons, we have an answer. We can help them. Mm-hmm. That's why I got back. That's why I got into the yoga was to stabilize them when I'm done. Teach them how to move properly, how to function properly. Now we got people functioning and moving. Now we got people who can go out and, you know, play with their kids, go to work and be okay. Work from home and be okay. Yeah. <laughs> right? Work from home. Yeah. Right. So people when did you start practicing this way? You said like since COVID, right? Or well, or was this so sort of after building? COVID, uh, during COVID, I... I did PRI, and then I was working in another location, sort of learning and growing, experimenting with clients, kind yeah, of figuring yeah. it out. And then in uh, September, um, when school started, my daughter was iffy about going, not iffy about going, has anxiety issues, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm like, okay, well, I got to work closer to her because if she wants to go to school, I got to be close to school. And if she doesn't, then I got to be able to be home. Mm-hmm. So I left where I was to be home with her because she said, no, I want to I want to do homeschool because mm. she's 12. Mm-hmm. Fine. No problem. Do homeschool. I'll figure it out. I'll find I'll get another job. I'll, I'll, I'll leave therapy. Whatever you need. Yeah, yeah. You're my life. That's no problem. I got a 16 year old boy as well. Higher function Asperger's. This kid is just out of this world. Amazing. He is just special. Brilliant. So I, I'm not so worried about him. Her I, needs a little little more work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then she said, no, 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 dad, I want to go to school. I'm like, okay, well, I already quit the job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, well, maybe this is the universe's way of saying, you know what? Go. Go on your own. See what happens. So I had some people that were, were um, not part of the clinic that I was at that decided, you know, said, Sandy, wherever you go, I go. Hmm. And I don't care if you go to the moon, we're going with. That's loyalty. <laughs> okay, okay. So a few followed. Great. That was great. Let's say so. Um, and and it's it's basically I opened it middle of September 2020. So, so in the you of you got COVID. a physical space. So and I went opened. out and I actually rented a a a room because I, I wasn't treating for my house mm-hmm. not during COVID, and I just I just don't feel comfortable anymore doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's fair. I got older kids and I'm older and 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 now I got a man cave and I'm not bringing people in my man cave. Yeah. So unless we're unless we're gonna have fun in my man cave, you're gonna make Mark jealous. He doesn't have a man cave. Oh, you're, buddy, you're sitting in it. What are you talking about? I have to show you. Man cave. I turned the garage into the man cave, so I got TV, I got heating, air conditioning, I yeah. got a water unit, a fridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're sitting in my man cave. Right now. <laughs> well, our den was intended to be his man cave when we first got our place, and yeah, most then. of what you see in here was once was, in our was den. In den. <laughs> but we have two small children and they're both and girls. The girls that den became a princess, princess playhouse heaven, very quickly <laughs> so your fairy tale father i get yeah, it, that's, I get it. Like that. that's okay man oh. you got a magic wand it's all good i'll, I'll, I'll ride okay. that as long that's as okay. it lasts look, look, because christmas it's time daddy's got a magic wand you're gonna get stuff don't worry <laughs> so sandy yes ma'am right now you're renting a room you've got oh yeah, yeah go ahead yeah, no, yeah. no no okay yeah. I, I don't want to say anything wrong then oh, okay so so I was, i'm renting this room uh, the woman was fantastic, gave me an opportunity in Thornhill, went from three days a week in September to four days a week in October. Nice. Now I'm still four days a week, but um, I've just uh, signed on to a new location, uh, just down the hall from where I'm at. So I moved from a room about uh, 60 square feet. Mm-hmm. So like literally a room in an office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm now in about 360 square feet. 
Okay. Nice. So, yeah. So, because I'm going to be doing the yoga there as well and everything else. And so now I can take clients onto the floor instead of the middle of a hallway. So, this was slightly <laughs> this was slightly where I was going, but I was adding that next step. I don't know if yeah, you yeah. had gotten that far yet. I'm just pushing you forward. No, no, that's okay. Um, push, push. <laughs> you talked about all of these courses you've taken and mm-hmm. everything you've done to improve yourself. And you talked about mentorship. There are going to be people who are hearing you and like, fuck, I want to work like this. Hmm. At what point are you going to bring on people? Because you're going to get too busy and you're, you know, you're not 20. Mm -hmm. You're going to get Mm -hmm. too busy and you're going to have clients who want this style of treatment. When are you going to bring people on and mentor them and teach them your ways and have them to understand this this way? When someone picks up the phone and says, hey, can you mentor me? Mm. (laughs) Yes. It's going to happen. This is this is what has to happen for you because, you know, if you're getting these positive results, you're going to get busier and busier and busier. just it's it's yeah so and, and you're gonna and you're gonna need somebody yeah. yeah it's crazy how busy it's it's you know I'm, I'm on average even during covid four days a week i'm still seeing well this week alone i've got 28 people hmm. do you charge all hour session i almost see this is even being like i'm gonna abandon this whole fucking time frame <laughs> i'm gonna abandon i this call one. it per session i don't call it per hour yeah, people say how yeah, much yeah. an hour i go 80 bucks well when i first open my door yeah so i i, I have a, a belief system and and it might aggravate a couple of massage there, and I and Fuck I apologize if I do, but this Don't is my apologize. belief system. Do not apologize. So so what well, if it, aggra- no, no, what no, if it no, aggravates I, us? Yeah 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 yeah. So <laughs> still don't apologize. So, so I have a belief system, and and my belief system is look, everyone, a lot of people know what massage therapy is. They've experienced it. They've had some form of it, and that's great. What I do, people look at it and they go, "WTF? That's not massage, right. but it does. It is massage." So I do first session complimentary. Always. Most people won't. I believe try before you buy because if you didn't like it and it doesn't do it for you, don't pay for it. There's definitely right? going to be therapists who think that's crazy. Absolutely. Um, and Absolutely. I'm, I'm on both sides of this fence because one, I don't work for free, but two, there's a lot of people who are afraid to try out new therapists. I've had, right. you know, for example, the client that was walking out as you were coming in, mm-hmm. I'm probably the sixth or seventh manual oh, therapist that she has been to for right. a nagging problem that she's been dealing with for a year. So I'm now on, I think, week four with her and, you know, we're getting somewhere, we're getting mm-hmm. some results mm-hmm. and, um, and maybe like week two, she just broke down and started crying because she's like, I like she was just so happy that, you know, we actually got somewhere in the first couple of weeks. But she just started crying, saying like, it just sucks that it's such a um, like a trial and error thing. Like you have to spend all this money because you don't want to go to one unless they're totally terrible you don't want to go to a therapist <laughs> one time and say like okay what they're doing isn't because everybody's got a skill and everybody's got a talent right. it's just so you, you don't know if it works for right. you Right. you want yeah. to give them a chance so giving right. somebody a complimentary session is definitely going to get a lot of people through the door who are like okay what do i have to lose right. who right. might not otherwise come to see you because you do things like wtf that's not massage right but then again how many hours are you then putting in for free like it, it, if it see, if it, it's it, bringing in more people than well, you're is, putting energy I understand, out, but for me, sense. it's an investment in me. Right. This is right. where this is where we need to expand this motherfucker out. This is where you do those complimentary introductory sessions, mm-hmm. and then you get them hooked on, and then you pass them on to the associate. You're getting the percentage split off of like yeah, this I is so you do the freebies to to right, to, right, to, right, to right. get them in, and you still but reap you the benefit win, of sure, it. But but again, I, I I know a lot of real. Let's say I know a, some amazing physios out there. Well, at least I know one real really really good physio out there and he's on his way into retirement and and people go to go to the, his clinics mm-hmm. because of him and what he's done and yeah, what yeah, he yeah. can do he's amazing but at the same time not everybody's on the same philosophy in his clinic so when they show up at one of their clinics they're right. like okay he's not here who can i go to right. well you can go to this person they go and they go then they email the guy the, the owner and they go that's not the same it's not what i was expecting mm. so you're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place right so for me it's more about if someone wants to, instead of me just giving the freebie, passing it on, yeah, I'd rather someone mentor, you know, and then sort of get come on. So it's kind of like uh, a military contract. Right, I'll right. send you to school, but now you owe me three years. Yeah, I get it. Kind of thing, right? Because because otherwise you're stuck with you give the knowledge, and and some really good physios are out there. They share the knowledge with their staff, and then the staff leave. Yeah. Right now, I get that. I've been there. I've done, you know, absolutely. Right. I've moved on on my own. The class place I was in, I, I moved, decided to move on my own, but it was more about my daughter than it was anything else. Right. It just mm-hmm. kind of is what it is. We get it. Um, but I, I love the mentorship idea because the way that the way that I, I, I work and the way that I treat, I think is it would be really helpful for a lot of people out there and the skill set 
to have it would be amazing for people. So I've got the business idea for you then. I got the business idea. You're, you're going to have, you're, you're going to, you're going to find. I a, was going to move on from business. You're gonna, I know you were. <laughs> I sure weren't concerned about what the hell do you really you're do? You're going to talk to me. You're going to find a space where you can have five other treatment rooms. And of these five other treatment rooms, you can have 10 therapists in there because you're going to have a morning shift and an afternoon shift. So you want 10 people that you're going to take on for a mentorship program. Mm-hmm. Cool. And they're going to give you a contract of three years, these 10 therapists. Mm-hmm. So they're learning everything that you're that you're spitting out they're treating very similar they've adapted your philosophy and you're just going to roll in it from that and then all that passive income is coming in and who cares if you're giving away those complimentary ones now because you're the guy who is the face of it all oh it's so beautiful i'm going to invest in this that's it but if you don't do this i love this guy already right (laughs) right Done deal. I he love gr- this guy. He grows great. on you, doesn't He's he? Good. Yeah. <laughs> so another thing that I also has aggravated some therapists, and I get it, but I'll, I'll get to where I need to yeah, be. Yeah, there's many business coaches right now that are going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> another thing I did is I cut my price because I knew I was going to be busy. So I'd give you an example. I had uh, roughly eight people that followed me because they were eight people that were referred from outside to see me where I was. And these eight people followed me to, to the clinic that I opened. Um, September 16th, I opened my door with eight people. I now have 78 clients. That's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> right? It's not bad. On, as a sole proprietor, only working four days a week. I put them on programs. It's Everybody's on a program, right? Three weeks, two weeks, one week, depending on their condition. Yeah, yeah. What I also did was to make it easier on people was when I opened my doors, I was 75 an hour. I know, I went back to 1980. Like, you see my eyeballs right now? I'm like, 75 but an hold hour. On. Here's, what I, here's what I've explained to every single client. And I actually just raised my rates January 1st to 80. I've told everybody, and, and I will continue to tell everybody, the max I want to go is 90. But I'll raise my, year, my rates once a year till I'm at 90. Because then I'll have built up a good practice, a decent practice, and a decent name. And then I won't be so concerned about having to work six, eight, nine hours a day. Mm. I can work five. I'll have enough clientele around that I can mentor and pass on. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was about, Therapy out there is really damn expensive and aggravates the shit out of me that people who could get better can't afford to get better. Mm. It's tough. So the price to, to me going, you know, almost 50, I figured, you know what? It's time for me to give something back. Mm. Right? Definitely have a few business coaches slapping their you know, foreheads right now. <laughs> right? But I'll tell you, it's worked. It's I, worked. I believe you that it would. I get it from all angles because yep. we do so much free shit too. Like we do we, a lot of free We stuff. do so much stuff just just because we feel that giving back is really important. Like as therapists, we, we always go about golf tournaments. We give our free time. This tournament, that tournament, run to advertise. Or we'd pay for advertisements that never work. I, I get it. I get this it. This works, man. But like I said, it, it, it works. It, it, not even from a business standpoint, just from a fucking community standpoint. Yeah. You know what I mean? I get it because we do that shit. Well, Mark's been doing that even pre-COVID. Like if somebody reaches out to him and they want to book him for one-on-one coaching, but they're not quite sure what they need. Right. He never charges them. Like he'll spend two hours on a Zoom call with somebody doing a consultation and he'll give them homework. Go and do this, 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 this. And I used to joke around with because he had a whole bunch of people that he was sort of doing these things for. And I said to him, yeah. I'm like, uh, are you going to like no. charge anyone or make any money? And he's like, no, because I haven't. I'm giving them the work to do and they're doing it. And. I can't remember exactly how he described it, but I was like, that actually makes so much sense. Because the bottom line doesn't always have to be like, exactly. I need more money, it's I need more money, I need more money. money. And there's a payoff in the end for, for us. It's not, 100%. It's, it's not, it's not even, it, that sounded wrong. It's not like a strategic payoff where we're doing these things for free to get something back. That's not it at all. We are and we're not. I'm doing stuff for free because our business model allows us to. Right. Yeah. Where right. there are times when we make a fucking killing and there's no need for us to make a killing every single turnaround right right there's a point where we did really fucking well this month we did really well this quarter you know what we can do some of this shit like 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 develop a free conference that we're doing or a charity conference or a 12-hour educational live stream for nothing and it's not about free or not free your name is there you're out there and people go wow thank you very much and now they go where can i take a course oh fuck gone in we would do it even without that recognition but i mean that's definitely part of the mix and and it's it's part of the strategy but, but, community too, but that is right? the biggest reason why we do it well that i mean even reason. the podcast when people constantly say to me like like because we spend a lot of time like yeah. this this eats up a lot of our our week but yeah. i mean it's fun so it's fine but the number of people who say to me <laughs> like afford to do like it. why why do you guys 
put so much effort into this. Why do you do it's all this work for yeah, free? Community. And I was like, I, I don't Why know. Not? Why not? Why not? Exactly. So, because we so can't. that's the way I do it. Is why now look, that's I have clients that come in that are friends of mine or ex, you know, clients that have come back from years, 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 and I go, hey, it was a comp session. They're like, no, 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 no. Just let me pay you, please. I'm like, yeah. okay, fine. You know what? I'm not going to fight with somebody. Say no to money. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not gonna, you know, wrestle. No, damn it! I said no money Do not this time. Pay me. No, I'm stupid, but I'm not dumb. Exactly right. <laughs> like I was born at night, not last night. But at the same time, it's one of those. Look, this is my philosophy. But if you want to pay me, I'm not going to say no. Thank you for respecting the work that I did and wanting to pay me because I don't charge them till the end. It's also um, because you have this mentality, though, this philosophy, it also helps you stay in that mindset where you're not like money isn't scarce to you. You know, like you're always. Oh, don't get me wrong. It is. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but I mean, you're not you're not. You know, when you're in this, um, I got to make more money. I got to make more money sort of mindset. And, you know, you're always worried about where the next paycheck's going to. That's when you're not seeing the opportunities. That's when the money's not coming to you. If you're just chill about it and like, this is the philosophy I have and this is how I'm going to get people in and this, you know, I'm going to work this way with integrity. Too, is because this yeah. is the way I treat. This is what I do. Don't have to like it. You don't have yeah. to be seeing me. There are 14,000 of us you can go see in yeah. Ontario. No problem. That you want to see me, this is what I do. So no matter what your problem is, you're fitting into this. Okay. Please let me ask this question. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I wanna I wanna do a hypothetical Go. because sure. I want for anyone listening who's, you know, where I am, where I'm like, I kinda get what you do, but, you but I don't it. get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Let's say I were to book an appointment with you. Correct. What would my first appointment look like? And I know it's free, so no, no, I'm absolutely. ready for it. So this happens <laughs> on every session because to me. Each session is a different day. It's not a continuation okay. from the last session. So what would so my appointment look like? So you get, a, okay. you get, I get, you get sort of a hands-on assessment. So I look, uh, pelvis, so PSIS, uh, T-spine function. I look at uh, where your feet are sitting or angled. I look at um, uh, head position, scapular position, um, and then uh, range of motion. And how long does your assessments usually take? Five I know. Minutes, okay. Three to five minutes. So even. is it like it's, quick it's visual? Is it a lot of movement? It's a quick, it's a quick visual, quick. My hands are here, here, here. Um, look at this. Do you feel this? Do you feel that? Oh shit. Yeah. Do you feel where you're? Yeah. Wow. Do you feel? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Good. Now their eyes are open. Now let's get on the table. Now I do what I do. Okay. Right. And wh what is that? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I always start now, um, uh, just for comfort level, I, I generally start um, prone, right? Because um, I want people to still think it. Oh, it's a massage. Meeting kind of expectations. Thing. Right, I, right, yeah. right, right. Get on your stomach. You know, get on your stomach. Put your face now, in the P hole. <laughs> PRI taught us a lot on how to treat supine. So coming from the anterior aspect, uh, mm -hmm. going through diaphragm, going through. Um, but I've also done some visceral stuff. So I, I'll wait for that afterwards. First thing I want to kind of tone down is is your tone. So I'll go from foot and work my way up off mm. one side to the other side, then see what's, what's still kind of related. Then I go um, one arm, other arm, um, and then see what's related, and then compare arm to leg, hand to foot. So here are you doing manual techniques and mobilizations, Absolutely. or is this all, okay, and you're like just palpating to I'm see just, I'm, what's, I'm what's happening. I'm assessing as I'm treating, I'm treating as I'm assessing. Okay. Absolutely. Um, I have a big uh, belief in... Your feet and your hands are the same. Your forearms, your cat, your 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 lower limbs are the same. Your thigh, they are or they should be. They are okay. They are. Um, uh, I believe that your thigh and your your arm are the same. And your shoulders and your hips are the same. But explain my big arms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's genetics, young lady, and a little bit of nush late at night. No, no, no just by you know? <laughs> he might be right. <laughs> um, so, so I relate. You know, I look at things as not only left and right, up and down and diagonal, but what should it do? What is it supposed to do? And then, fascially, how is it connected? Now, where is the fascial tone in with the philosophy that I have on the patterns that I recognize? And then I release that fascial tone. Um, and get people level and then flip over and I see where you are anteriorly because uh, again a lot of the yoga has helped me recognize what's meant for stability what's meant for mobility mm -hmm. muscle wise mm -hmm. not just joint wise you know joint wise most of us generally know but muscle wise a lot of us don't know what muscles truly do we, we learn them but do we really know 
Do yeah. we really see it? Do we really understand the whole concept of it? Like, do we, do we, do we understand that your quads really only extend your leg, whereas they don't keep your balance, right? They're used for extension, whereas adductors and a, a little more of your hamstrings are meant for movement because of where they attach in the pelvis and allow the hip to come in. So do you, so that's kind of the way I look at uh, you know I look at it as gastroc is a stabilizer but soleus is a mover. So if if you understand where the attachments could be, where they are fascially, where things are really moving, it gives you a greater understanding of I don't have to treat like everybody else. That's huge actually. Just having a much larger understanding of how your body actually works. Mm-hmm. Because anatomy textbooks as much as I love them I hate them all at the same time. Absolutely. They're great for what they do for like an entry level massage therapy student. This is where something is located. This is this is kind of what it does but it's never really correct on what it does. You know, an anatomy textbook will have you look at things in isolation like pff, nothing fucking works. Oh, yeah. Carpentum uh, carpentum compartmental thank you (laughs) (laughs) it's been a long day (laughs) but yeah that's 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 that's, the problem that's my biggest like we 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 don't teach in 3d we have a we have a course that we call that it's a it's a understanding movement biomechanical considerations it's all about let's understand how your body moves with relation to the muscular tissue and the joints and take away what you what what you've been doing in anatomy the whole time or how you learned in anatomy we got to go way beyond that if you don't look at and understand Hey, you know, as much as I want to get this moving, how does it move? Yep. Mm-hmm. Or, and then how is the connective tissue allowing it to move? Again, most people think stretch comes from muscles. I don't believe, I think stretch comes from fascia. This is a whole debate, isn't it? It's a huge debate. There's, because again, how much can a, can a muscle, certain muscles, or generally most muscles, stretch to a point to, to touch your toes? Like, is it really your hamstrings have gotten longer or is the connective tissue is, has left enough? liquid in there for your body to elongate through instead of the shortness that you're naturally accustomed to because we should just be able to touch our toes this kind of goes along the lines with some some of the stuff that we say when we're talking to therapists some of the time right so for example we've all heard therapists saying you can't stretch fascial tissue fascial tissue can't be stretched so but but that's that's not even where my my debate is (laughs) my debate goes to then the therapist that takes this information and and then says why do I bother doing fast work? Then right. if I can't do There's this, the then, then why do I do fast work? And then my answer is always this. My goal here is to increase the pliability of this fascial tissue. And if I can increase the pliability of the fascial tissue, things will move smoother and range right. of motion will be larger. You, sir, who are telling me that I shouldn't be doing fascial work because I can't stretch fascial tissue, why the fuck are you telling your patients to stretch? Why do you ever stretch? Because what you say I'm not doing to fascial tissue, you're not doing to muscular tissue at all. Right when you stretch and your hamstrings, you're no, no problem. There's exactly. no consistency through the system. Exactly. So again, I, I don't say anybody's right or wrong. Nope. All I simply say is, look, this is what I do. This is my belief. This is what I do. It seems to work, so I can't argue with it. And each and every time it works. The other part that kills me though is the quick to say, "Show me the evidence on this." I'm like, listen, if you understand fucking foundational, it's foundational information. Mm-hmm. If you have foundational knowledge, you can apply that. Does that make sense? Am I am I going fucking nuts over Look, here? Look, what, what a study really does though is makes it in the scientific world legit. Okay, and and I get that because a lot of things. Look, vaccines need to be legit. They have to be tested. I get that. But when it comes to the human body, yeah. certain, certain um, uh, like doctors, a lot of the techniques have to be tested to see if it's replicatable every time. I get it. The problem I've had with a lot of different therapies out there from different therapists, it's not replicatable. Same thought process. They think it's the same treatment, but you're not getting the same replicatable results. And, and I guess that's where people go, well, now you got to show me proof because if you can't do the same thing every time, now you're just going off, well, I'll just do this this time and maybe I'll do that that time. Mm-hmm. And then there's no real philosophy, consistency, standardization, I guess you can call it. But I think also, as Mark said, some foundational knowledge just is 
the evidence. Yeah. There's yeah, just yeah, certain yeah, yeah. things no, that are that. just like biomechanics are biomechanics. You and can't argue with physiology it, right? you is physiology. Move, right? and <laughs> yeah. Like there's certain things that you can just take the foundational knowledge and apply it to your critical thinking and yeah. the person in front of you. And yeah. like you said, it's a human body. Exactly. So it's, it all depends on what's actually going on in that person's body. But you take your foundational knowledge and you assess based exactly. on what you know and say, okay, this is what makes sense. Mm-hmm. Am I stretching muscles? Am I stretching fascia? Maybe, maybe not. But really when I do this, movement. It, Exactly. I, when I do this with this particular person, because of my knowledge of the body and my knowledge yes. of levers, and I, this is the result yes. I get. Okay, right. then right. we're good. And I don't need a study that tells me if I hold the newspaper up to the flame, it's going to burn. It's going to burn. <laughs> exactly. I don't need that. All I need to know is the basic concepts of combustion and heat transfer. Then I can tell you that's going to happen. Apparently, I need that. I started a fire in our oven last week. <laughs> Because you just want a new oven. I was, is I was tired. I do want a new oven. I was tired. You know what I, I, you know what I did, I Sandy? Right do you cook? Now. Do you of course. cook? You know what I did? Please. I had. Oh, I sorry, had I know made... it's a new generation. No, no. Yes, I'm from seven. I'm, 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 I was born in 72. I'm, so yeah, I I'm cook. asking because I was born in Mark, doesn't, Mark doesn't cook. I was born in 75 and I make a wicked peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> but, I can boil and reheat like a champ. Nice. Yes, yes. Nice. That you nice. can. Nice. I actually, I reheat is debatable. He's the Microwaves. guy that puts Microwaves. something in the microwave for never enough time. <laughs> well, I legitimately started a fire in our oven last week. I was making, I was, um, I was baking wings. At the very end of baking the wings, I was like, oh, I wish that I had done something to make this skin crispier. It was too late. They were ready. And I'm like, maybe if I just like put them under the broiler for like oh, five here minutes. We go. Here we go. But we I go. had fucking parchment paper. <laughs> I started a fire. You know, it won't burn <laughs> into a certain temperature and then it becomes <laughs> like active. Okay. Show me the study that says <sighs> that. For anyone listening, I I will allow anyone listening to make fun of me. That was probably one of the dumbest things I've ever... No, dumbest thing I've ever done cooking. I was boiling eggs one time. This was like 12 years ago. And... I was boiling eggs and I forgot that I was boiling eggs. I don't know. I don't know how you just forget, but I forgot. And Mark and I went to bed and at like three, four o'clock in the morning, I wake up and I'm like, I wake him up. I'm like, what's that smell? He's like, I don't know. I run to the kitchen. (laughs) There was egg on my ceiling. Oh, beautiful. (laughs) Oh, yeah. As long as not egg on your face, you're fine. He didn't help. He didn't help me clean it. I didn't help you clean it. No, I, I walked to the kitchen. I'm like, there's egg on the ceiling all over the place. I'm like, I'm going back to sleep. Now now I know that the place is fine. I'm just going to go back to so sleep. So I look I'm at done. him. I look I'm at done. him and I'm yeah. like, you're not going to help me clean this? He's nope. like, I didn't do this. <laughs> Went to bed. I like my egg scrambled. I don't even like this. Whatever the fuck you were trying to do here, I don't want any part of it. <laughs> this was my attempt to get at being healthy. I was boi- I used to start work at 7 a.m. But what did you learn? What don't, did you learn out of that concept? Don't boil eggs at 11 no, p.m. Don't be too healthy. <laughs> Don't be too healthy. All in moderation. I was boiling the eggs so that in the morning when I had to leave for work at 6.45, I could just grab the eggs in my apple and be on my merry way. Well, that didn't happen because I forgot and they ended up on my ceiling. There's egg in your face. Unbelievable. So yeah, so that's the story. I just just figured, uh, you know, come on out and share that uh, you don't necessarily have to... uh, um, treat traditionally no. to, to accomplish what needs to be accomplished. No. And, uh, you know, there's other ways to do it. And, and I mean, the work that I do, I know people go, you know, my, oh, I've had mild fash before, but I really hurt. Generally, 90% of the time, I don't use a lot of pressure more than maybe the weight of a, of a, of a dime, maybe a quarter. Mm. And that's generally, now there are times I will go deeper because it just, the body's allowing me to, and it is, is sort of crying out for it. Not the patient. Mm. I've had a lot of clients turn to me and say, Hey, go, you can go deeper. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'd like to survive the session. Thank you. I actually (laughs) dis, I, I've become to dislike that when people say that to me, I mean, when people say like, you can use more pressure. I'm like, well, I'm going to use what I think you need. Whereas I generally answer more of, uh, you know what? Sometimes some people treat with more pressure, but my philosophy, I, I don't have to. And, and here's, let me show you why. And I go, dip, 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 and I go, how's that feel? And they go, all right, man, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> right. It, it just, it just, it just it shut them down. I shut them mm-hmm. down by, by showing instead of <laughs> yeah. sort of shutting them down. Suddenly, by Vinny Bobarino is your, <laughs> is your fucking client. <laughs> sure, man, no problem. Mr. Sure, Captain. man, no problem. I got, I got a lot of those. Just do whatever you got to do. Just yeah. do it. You know? Just do your thing, man. I don't know what it is. Just do it. Just oh, do it. Funny, man. Yeah, and, and it's crazy on, on, on the different things it can really make a difference for. 
the, you know, whether it be anxiety, stress, pain, um, indigestion. I, I, I've had, you know, tons of, of women in their 70s who have hip replacements who within generally three to six weeks, I got them golfing again. Like three weeks post-surgery, then, you know, so they're, they're, they did their physio at the hospital or whatever. And then three weeks later came to me or two weeks later. Why'd you throw a physio in air quotes like that? Well, I'm just, I'm just, you know, <laughs> like I know some physios at the hospitals are pretty good, but I use the hospital more than yeah, the yeah, physio, right? So, yeah. you know, it's, it's hospital physio where they have a standardization from the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them can't think outside the box there because they're just not allowed. They're not supposed they're to. Allowed or not, they're not supposed to, right? They got to yeah. follow by protocol. Exactly. So that's why I said hospital physio, yeah. right? I love physios. I think they're brilliant. Lots of information. I, I was too much information, but a lot of them are really, really good out there. So I, mm-hmm. I will never talk badly about another, you know, practitioner kind of thing. But uh, yeah, they, they do this hospital care. And then she came to me. And uh, so she had to wait COVID, came to me. And then we got six weeks later, had her back on golfing again. Nice. Right. Because it's about understanding not so much, hey, can I get my full swing as it is, how can I swing with what I've done? Mm. Mm -hmm. How can I go out and still live my life and enjoy my life with what's wrong with me, right? Instead of living in the the depth of, oh, I feel like crap, my head hurts, my (laughs) neck, I can't move. Okay, here, look at my MRI. What's your problem now? (laughs) We saw his MRI before the mics were turned on, and yeah, I I don't know how you're sitting there so comfortably right now. (laughs) Well, you see me switching legs all the time, right? So he's a little shifty. It's a little shifty, but (laughs) you know, look, I've been in 12 motor vehicle accidents. I've had 17 concussions. You should just stay out of fucking cars, man. Oh no, no, I've got a great car rating now. Like my insurance company loves me. Like I'm with CAA. I got like a 20 star. Oh no, this is my past. This is past Sandy. This is past Sandy. So I think at number seven, I'd be like, I'm going to take the bus. Exactly, <laughs> like, right? Actually. Yeah. No, no. It was crazy. Only only one was, was my fault, and that was it. And it was just one of those things, and I was alone. Mm. So what does that tell you, right? <laughs> Don't drive alone, Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> or make sure the radio works when you're driving. Um, yeah. So, so, you know, I've learned to come back from, you know, and again, so I've got C, no, no ligaments in the front of my neck. So I've got three some odd discs actually compressing my spinal cord. Hmm. Um, so I did have a gross tremor, worked through that, found a way to get over it. Mind over matter more than physical therapy. Um, I have no tricep on my left arm. It's mm-hmm. gone. It's wasted away to nothing. Um, but who cares? You can compensate with other muscles. It just got to you know, work with what you got, right? So I'm not a push-up guy. Ooh. You know, who cares? Right? I have triceps, and I'm not a push-up but, girl. Right, right, <laughs> right, like, like, so I don't have so no big deal. But uh, you know, I, I blew my, uh, you know, during squats and stuff like that, I blew my medial meniscus on on my right leg. It's just, it's just stuff that we've deal with. But, um, you know, I, I'll, I'll see thirty plus patients a day, hours with, you know, during a week, and and not an issue. How much self care do you do for your own injuries? Like, are you, yeah, no, 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 no. You do lots of stuff. Oh, oh. So you're using your, your philosophy that you use with your patients on yourself and you're getting, yeah, you're getting the results. Yeah. So, so as soon as, soon as I could get me back and they realized, wow, this shit actually works, try it on everybody else. Well, by the sounds of it, you're, you're using, like you said, evidence-based stuff. It's not like voodoo, although I'm sure a lot of your patients think it is. Um, That's why I don't do a lot of cranial sacral um, as much as cranial sacral is great. There's still a lot of evidence back behind it per se um and that's okay so i take techniques and skills from it like the fascial work and yeah. stuff like that which is fine because techniques cool. techniques can be applied anywhere if they're effective as long as you're basing it with the foundational knowledge like mm-hmm, we talked mm-hmm, about and i liked mm-hmm. you know that you said you love physios i don't i never really had any personal experience with physios until my mva um right. two months ago okay. and the physio that i was seeing what i really really like about her is she keeps it so fucking simple like it really is just foundational yeah. and, and that's what i mean like there's no magic to it she just is looking at okay you know what your t-spine doesn't rotate so much this way let's work on that oh you're you know you're rotated this way your pelvis is doing this like it's so easy and basic and then i start doing the exercise with her i'm like oh okay yeah like this is it i don't know i well, if yeah. it makes sense you can give people answers yeah now you've given them answers you've given them resolve an issue mm-hmm. right and people say to me hey i've got this back pain i don't know why what do you think and i'll and i look at them and then i show them in the mirror and i go well here's a reason why your anterior tilted on the one side, you're shifted over to here. Look at this arm in this position. Look what your back is doing. They're like, oh my God, I didn't even know. I'm like, okay, now hop on the table. Let's go. Let's unload it. Now let's go back to the mirror and see it again. <laughs> so now they go back to see it again. They go, wow. So great. what about when people say though that, you know, these postural 
dysfunctions are not, uh, that pain isn't related to posture. What about that? Pain isn't related to posture. Okay. Or you want to tell you want to tell the eighty-year-old woman who's hunched over, bent in a bent position and suffering severe pain um, that her posture is okay. So what I'm I'm I agree with you, but right. to play devil's advocate, what about the eighty-year-old woman who's hunched over and has terrible posture but zero pain? Cool. Thank God. Good for her. Her her connective tissue is allowing her to be in that position. Now, I'm not saying the 80-year-old woman who's in pain can change that. Look, you had 80 years. Who knows how long you've been in that position? But can't we give her some freedom of movement by opening up the connective tissue enough that maybe the pain can disperse? You may not change her posture, but at least she's not going to be so tight or in pain. Give her some sort of freedom, Mm -hmm. right? We may not be able to change it, but give her some freedom of movement like the other lady. It's not always about pain. No, Mm -hmm. I know that. Right. A lot of it's about function. Yep. Can you function well? Can you function yeah. well beyond what you need to do? Forget what you need to do. Can you function above what you need to do? That way, whenever you need to function differently or at a higher level, you can do it without injuring yourself. That's why I do functional stuff. Because, because I, I, yes, I care about your pain, but I don't give a shit. We all suffer with pain. Pain is a message. To me, it's just a message, man. It's just, it's just, you're suffering with pain because something's not right in your body. Simple enough. Something's not right. And you didn't listen before to whatever signs your body was telling you up to this point. So your body just said, fine, screw you, man. Turn on the signal. I literally just said that to someone um, that it pain is your body telling you something because I have a client, she's, uh, I went to high school with this person and she's never needed massage therapy. Like when I say needed, I mean, she'll say to me every so often, oh, I have benefits for massage. Maybe I should come see you. And then one day, maybe last year, she said to me, like what why would why would one go get massage therapy because she's never had massage so you know i was going through some general reasons you know somebody might come get massage because of a pain or a postural dysfunction or whatever i you know i listed a whole bunch of reasons and she said yeah i have none of those and i was like oh maybe like maybe just for stress she's like no never stress like i feel good all the time i'm like cool then cool and anyway she contacted me because she got in she is experiencing some pain because of shoveling snow. She twisted and injured her back. Okay. So she came in and she was like, I'm just so mad at my body right now. And I was like, why? I said, there was something happening and your back hurts right now. And it's your body just giving you this message that something, something's going on and we just need to figure it out. She's like, okay. Yeah. To me, it would be a complete different thing. I I go from the ground up. Mm -hmm. All right. You can't squat. Well, why squatting should be normal. We're Neanderthals, well, versions of it, but we should be able to squat as human beings mm-hmm. or no, no chair pose, <laughs> right? But you can't squat, you can't even get on the toilet properly. So if you can't even squat, you can't even get on the toilet, so we're all going to shift to get on a toilet and that's going to throw something else off, mm-hmm. right? So, so my big goal is, is get people moving so at least they can get off the couch, go to the kitchen, go to the washroom, come back to the couch. You're at home anyways, right? If you can do that, good. Now we can get you to the gym, right? But if you can't even get off after the couch COVID. after COVID, yeah, well, but what even even the gym in your home basement or whatever, right? But if you can't even get off the couch and walk to the fridge to grab whatever without discomfort, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to move. So as much as people say to me, "Hey, well, I don't need a massage," I'm like, "Well, do you move without discomfort? Do you move like you did ten years ago?" Oh no, I'm getting old. Well, do you want to get old or do you want to just? have time go by because there's a big difference getting old is getting old and and fascial system tightens right up and dries up but letting time go by is just time who cares you can do anything you want right there's there's 80 year olds playing golf all day long right how can they play but another 80 year old sits in a room you know can't even function without something going snap crackle pop how long have you been moving and can you unload the fascial system enough for me at least that takes the pressure off the neural system to allow the body to just be the body Right? It's just it's just sort of an interesting kind of look. So now that you're treating this way, you've got this this philosophy. Mm-hmm. Do you ever have somebody who says like, "Okay, cool, I get it. I like what you do, but like, can I just get a massage?" Like, do you ever do any? No, I'm putting in air quotes. Traditional nope. massage? No, nope. you're nope. strictly one hundred percent. Why did you, why did you have to put it in air quotes? Well, because <laughs> I guess it's just one of those why? No, but I, but I'm serious. Like traditional why? Traditional massage. Well, I would have just but, said but, Swedish, but, but, but okay. But, 
but that's massage. Yeah, right? that's massage. So well, I put it in it air quotes because it could be debated that you're not doing massage. Right, you're right. doing you're doing some sort of manual slash soft tissue therapy. Right? right. Yeah, I put it in air quotes because we are regulated, and there's many RMTs that no longer do Swedish massage. But as Sandy said, we can rewind. Sandy said, "Well, I." I don't do traditional massage or Swedish massage, but what I'm doing is still massage therapy. So maybe we just need to rebrand all this. Yeah. Right. Well, because you got to look at you got to look at the actual meaning of massage therapy right. on the CMTO website. It's to augment soft tissue to de- decrease or get rid of dysfunction and pain. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I'm doing. I'm changing soft tissue to get rid of to get rid of pain. And increase function and availability. So yes, it is massage therapy. The the one of the reasons why we've always been learning Swedish is because that's the way it always always been from centuries old. It's always been hands on with oil to manipulate the tissues, but not truly understanding a hundred percent of what we're doing. Yes, Swedish gives great benefits, but there's also other techniques that also give great benefits. So it's a matter of also understanding which one do you need compared to which one is a therapist going to offer. I won't do Swedish. I won't have anybody. You want to take off your clothes, go home. <laughs> it's very simple. Very simple. You want to take, take off your clothes, clothes go, go home. home. I, I do not need you to take off your clothes. I mean, you want to come in a t-shirt and shorts, sure. If you're an athlete at an elite level and you come in in, in your athletic gear, that's not naked. That's athletic gear. You're in the sports athlete stuff, whether it be a, a sports bra and, and the sports pants or whatever it mm-hmm, is, mm-hmm. they're still not taking off their clothes, right? So for me, keep your clothes on. I can still treat your body. You can go back to work when I'm done or go home or go to the gym when it was available or go whatever, go golfing, go do whatever you got to do. After I'm done with you, you don't have to go and rest. You need to go function. I don't want you to go sit and with a robe and curl up in a corner Unless that's really what you want to do. I was going to say, do. but why? That's just what I want to do. <laughs> but, but for other people, they want to be able to go back to work. They want to go back to the gym. They want to go back and play golfing. They want to go back to their, their martial arts class. They want to be able to go. Like, they'll put it in their schedule with me to ensure that they can still have their, their life. Yeah. Kind of thing. So, so it's, it's, that's why I do a, kind of what I do. It's different, but it's, I, I, lo- I love it. So where do you see yourself in five years? Busy as hell. And helping a lot of people. Uh, with his 10 people underneath him. <laughs> Here he is, Mr. Businessman. <laughs> Love it. Right? That's, that's where he yeah. sees himself five years. Of all of the educators and mentors that you've had along the way, who has made the biggest impact on you? There was one physio, Kevin Hansberger, who made the biggest. And if anybody who is starting their career in massage therapy and doesn't want to do spa work and wants to do athletic work, and, and understand biomechanics. I'm not trying to say, you know, I didn't, the clinic didn't pay me anything, <laughs> but they're a great clinic to start off your career if that's where you want to go. They, they really do. They, they, they really have a different system of, 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 of philosophy. And, and a lot of where I get kind of what I'm doing, because kind of was, was the mentorship of pulling it all together, right. my training, and then from there being able to say, okay, thank you. But there's also more out there now, so now I can take the next level, right? So there's an appreciation, absolutely, appreciation for the gentleman. And, and there's been a bunch of, you know, Lee Kaplan has been, has been unbelievable mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, at school and then continuing on. Besides that, uh, listen, a lot, of the, a lot of the people I worked with had a lot of great ideas, but those are the people that I spent the most time with mm-hmm. who, who, who are, you know, they're good people, um, but they're leaving, they're retiring, they're heading out. And it's it's sad to see, Is but it? it has to be, yeah. right? It has to be. That's just that's just the mix. That's the way. That's a cycle. Yep. Right. People will come in and take over and and go from there. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So so you know, I hope I'm that for somebody down the road. Right on. Right. I'd love for somebody to say, you know, come on your show in twenty years if you have it, or the next generation. And say, <laughs> yeah, you know, Sandy Levy. I mentored with him for a few years, and oh my god, the work I can do since being with him has been. Tremendous. Mm. So, you know, that's the kind of thing I'm, I'm eventually kind of looking, you know, or would love to. Right on. Right? Right on. But uh, besides that, now I'm just enjoying the hell out of it and loving what I can do for people and, and ha- making them force me to think. Right on. If anyone wants to get in touch with you and learn a little Take bit you up more on about that mentorship. You do, yeah. <laughs> what if, if you want to give out your contact info. Yeah. Listen, if, if anybody wants or anything, uh, best way is, uh, I'd say go to my website. 
Uh, that's probably the best way because that has my phone number, that has email, that has everything that, so uh, S-A-N-D-Y-L-E-V-Y-R-M-T dot C-A. Right on. Simple, right? It's it's not about anything else but kind of me, so. I dig it. Let's keep it simple. So if anybody wants anything, yeah, listen, you know what? Always willing to, to help another RMT get further into being who they really want to be compared to what they're stuck doing, per se. Sounds good. I like it. Love it. Thank you. No, no, thank you. This Thanks has been for coming fun. by. You guys have been listening to Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. Peace.